great Bible verse here. Set of Bible verses in this. John 20 here. What a great resurrection day it has been. Uh, we were able to join together for church this morning. And uh, now we're able to join together again tonight. And a look at the empty tomb. I'm just going to read a couple verses to you. Uh, not take a lot of your time this evening, but just a few verses here tonight. And, and uh, praying for y'all. Thank you so much again for being here with us tonight. And uh, let's look here in John chapter 20. Let's look at the empty tomb today. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, early when it was yet dark. Under the sepulchre and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulchre. Then she runneth and, come and, and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre and we know not where they have laid him. Now, just to bring you up to, to speed what's going on, uh, all the disciples, all the, all the gospels tell uh, some Gospels tell others part of the stories and some others uh, tell other parts. But John tells the story uh, that Mary Magdalene, uh, and you'll notice if you was to read all the other scriptures, none of them contradict. Um, it's just uh, the best way that I can explain it is like if all of us, all of us that are watching, all of us that are here, if we were all to sit out here on the corner of uh, Jerry and, and Central and we saw it wreck. And the wreck would take place, and the and the officer would come in, and he'd take everybody's statement. Everybody, if they weren't lying, would tell their their story, but each one of us would add a, a different detail than the other one. And so we look at these gospels; they do not contradict, but they each of them tell different stories or different types of things that took place that they saw from their point of view during the story. So as you look in John's text, Mary comes to the tomb and she sees that the tomb, the sepulcher, the, 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 the stone is rolled away. So she runs down the way to get Peter and, uh, and, and Jesus, and John, I'm sorry. Now watch in verse number three in John 20, he says, Peter therefore went forth and the other disciple and came to the sepulcher. You say, how do you know that's John? Because in the book of John, John decided he was never going to mention, I don't know why, for whatever reason it is, out of humility or uh, pure love for the Lord, he, he, would not, he didn't mention his name. And every time, every time he's mentioned in, his, in the book, he's either the disciple whom Jesus loved or mentioned as the other disciple. In verse number four, the Bible says, so they, both, so they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. Now, grasp this, and I want to tell this story as we go and pick out a few points and kind of mention a couple things, and then we'll be done. So as we, as we move through this text, looking at this, Mary runs, Mary sees the open sepulcher, she sees the stone is rolled away. Um, she didn't go inside, uh, but she just saw that the stone, the tomb was empty. So she went running to go get Simon, Peter, and John. So she gets Simon, Peter, and John, and they take off running to the tomb, and so what happens is they get to the tomb. John uh, outruns Peter, and Peter and Jesus and, and, and John runs in. And the Bible says in verse number five, and he stooping down and looked in, saw the linen clothes lying. Yet he went not in. He saw the linen clothes laying there on the ground, 
And he said, oh, no, no, whoa, 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 what is all this? And so he didn't even step into the tomb. And then Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulcher and seeth the linen clothesline. Now, we know, you and I, we all know exactly what Peter is. Peter's like the bull in the china shop. Man, he's, he's going to take the bull by the horn. He's going to just do what he's going to do. He's, he's kind of the loud mouth, the lead the way, type, take a charge type of guy. And so when he comes to the tomb, John says, wow, he, he beat Peter to the tomb. And he looks in and he sees the clothesline there. And Peter said, oh, well, I'm not going to go in. And here comes John. Or, or, I'm John, John looks in and he says, there's the clothesline. And here comes Peter. He comes barging in. He goes, I'm going in. And he runs in and looks at those clothes. And there they lie. They're on the ground. And, the lie, and they laid there by themselves. And the Bible says, and then, verse 8, then went in also the other disciple, which came first to the sepulcher. And he saw, now watch this, verse that same verse. And verse number 8, the Bible says, he saw and what? He believed. He saw and believed. Now, now if you'll notice in this text, and you've noticed just from reading the stories, many of you uh, maybe got up this morning and read read your favorite uh, story of the of the Bible where uh, where Jesus arose from the dead. Uh, many of you did, or many of you uh, have seen it or watched it and listened to it enough to know that uh, many of them doubted that Jesus had had died on the cross. And then rose from the dead. They, they had doubted that he truly did. But all it took was for John to see. When John walked into that tomb. And overwhelming something he was able to see. He saw the grave clothes laying there. Now and as he looked at them. He, he understood that it, there had nobody stolen the body of Jesus. Nobody had went in there and took the body of Jesus because had they went in there and took the body of Jesus, all the grave clothes would have been everywhere. They would have been unraveled. They, would have been, uh, they wouldn't have been left behind. But when he walked into the tomb, the grave clothes were there and they were wrapped, still wrapped in. And Jesus walked out of those grave clothes. He did not have to unravel nothing. He just walked through it. You say, how do you know that? Because we later see in the Bible that Jesus when he went to go meet his disciples, he walked through the wall. So Jesus could have walked right through them grave clothes. And he laid them and he left them laying there. The Bible says in verse number 9, For as, for as yet they knew not the scripture that he must, he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again unto their own home. So as you look at this text we see just a couple of things that we're going to continue to move forward. I want to read a little bit more about Mary. So we see, first of all, we see that, they, that Mary comes to the tomb. She goes to get Simon, Peter, and John, and they come to the tomb. And uh, John's a little hesitant to go into the tomb. And Peter says, watch out, man, I'm going in. He goes into that tomb. And he sees those gray clothes laying there. But that wasn't it. That wasn't all. That wasn't all. Look in verse number seven. I want you to read this text with me. The Bible says in the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. See what took place was those linen clothes were there. They went in and they saw all these clothes. They saw the linen clothes and John believed. But at the foot, at the face where they would put that napkin, he saw the napkin folded there. I've heard a story before. I've heard it is Jewish custom that 
at the at the dinner table and I, I, I uh, at the dinner table that they would have napkins and the master of the table if if he was if he was as he was uh, uh, they were eating they would fold that napkin up and roll it up and place it on the table meant that they were done. Well, the Bible said, or the, the custom teaches us that the master of the table, if he was not done, he would fold that napkin nice and neat and place it on the table and uh, say he had to go uh, go to the restroom. He placed that napkin on the table, which meant he was coming back. And much like that napkin, as they looked in there and they, they saw the tomb and the linen clothes, a wrap still, and this is why I believe that John believed, and this is just pure by my opinion, as he walked into the tomb, he saw the napkin folded down there by the head all by itself. John knew when he saw that napkin what that represented. What, the, what, that, what he understood in the Jewish custom is that Jesus was in the tomb and he left it and he was coming back with and for that napkin. So as we look at this, we see that we see these different things. We see the napkin there. John believing and John believed. I want to read you one more little set of scripture and then we'll be done. Verse number 11, let's continue to read and let's read about Mary. The Bible says, but Mary stood without a sepulcher and weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked down into, she looked into the sepulcher. I don't know exactly when this took place, possibly right after this took place with John and, and Peter, but she's there at the tomb. She's weeping. Because her master was gone. Jesus had died. And in verse number 11, verse number 12, the Bible says, And when she looked into that sepulcher, she's seen two angels in white setting, the one at the head and one at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. Look at your Bible. It says, had lain. He wasn't there anymore. As it says in Matthew chapter number 28, verse 6, he is not here, for he is risen. So she looks in, and she looks and sees two angels, one sitting at the head and one sitting at the feet where he was at. He wasn't there anymore. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they, because they have taken away my Lord, and, uh, and I know not where they have laid him. She said, I don't know where he's at. I don't know where they've taken him. I don't know where they've laid him, but something is going on. They've taken Jesus, and I don't know where he's at. That's why I'm weeping. And then suddenly, the air was filled with a strange and sweet perfume. She saw something. She heard somebody. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was him. Verse 15, Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing that it was to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou hast borne, and him hence tell me where thou hast laid him and I will take him away and Jesus said unto her saith unto her Mary she turned herself and saith unto him 
Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Think about this for just a moment. She's weeping. She sees somebody. She sees Jesus, but she doesn't realize that it's Jesus. And he says, why are you weeping? Why? Why are you weeping? And who are you seeking? And she says, if thou have borne him, hence tell him where thou hast laid him. She said, where'd you put him? Where did you put Jesus at? I need to know. She turns back around or whatever took place. And Jesus said unto her, Mary. Three things, three simple things. One, in the midst of all that was going on, Jesus looks at her and says, why are you weeping? Why are you weeping? You say, what does that mean to me? Why are you weeping? You say, what do you mean, Brother Trent? I mean this. Why are you weeping with all that's going on? Why are you weeping in the midst of your trouble?" Why are you weeping in the midst of your storm? Why are you weeping when I have passed? Jesus said, hey, why are you weeping? Why are you weeping? Because I'm gone? Because if you would have listened to what I said, I will come again. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to die. I'm going to rise from the dead. Jesus said, I will die, but I will arise. Think about that. He said that. He said those words. Why are you weeping? So I ask you this, why are you weeping? Then number two, the other, the other thing is, whom seekest thou? This is Easter. This is Resurrection Sunday. Who are you seeking? Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you, Matthew 6, 33. Who are you seeking? Who are you going after? See, what you seek after is what you desire, what you go after, what you push after, where you're, where you're headed. What direction are you going? Who are you seeking? Because when Mary was looking for somebody, do you, know who she, do you know where she went? She went to the last place she left him. She went to the last place she saw him laid in the ground. She went to the last place she saw him. Who are you seeking? Who are you seeking? And then lastly, lastly, number three, is we need to recognize the voice. Recognize the voice. Jesus said, Mary. All he had to say to her was Mary. Think about that for just a moment. Isn't that amazing? She didn't need Jesus to go on a long explanation on how this or this was taking place. All he had to do was speak her name. So I ask you, who are you? Why are you weeping? Who are you seeking? And can you hear his voice? When God speaks to us in that still, small voice, can you hear him? Because all he said to her was, Mary. And she said, Master, Rabboni. She recognized immediately that it was Jesus Christ. So I encourage you tonight as we look at this Resurrection Sunday, this is a great day to, to be able to worship together. But who are you seeking? Who are you seeking? Why are you weeping? And can you hear his voice? If God was to speak to you today, if God spoke to you today, you know that you can hear his voice. But how long does it take for him to call your name before you hear? I'm going to leave with one. I'll 
I'll close with this illustration. In the Old Testament, there was an Old Testament prophet. God was calling him and calling him and calling him and calling him. And it took him two or three times to realize that God was calling his name instead of his master, instead of his earthly master. But I ask you this question, how many times does God have to call for you to answer? How many, how many times does God have to say something before you'll hear? How many times does God have to say it, it is for you to believe? Mary heard it once and she knew that it was Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for answered prayer. I thank you for everyone that's listening tonight. I thank you for everyone that will listen in, in the future. Lord, I pray that each and every one of us will examine our hearts, examine our lives. Who are we seeking? Why are we weeping? And do we hear the voice of God? I would hope and pray that each and every one of us hear that sweet voice from God. We love you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for tuning in with us. We'll look forward to seeing you Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, same time, same place. And uh, God bless you guys.